Hey, we changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one or more is Golden Eye. Mike's the level headed, baby gave edits. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. It can mangle up a name amazingly. The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad, and with me as always is the ever-so-charismatic, one and only, Mike Hampton. What's up? Hello. So charismatic that hello was. Yeah. (laughs) He's trying. He's trying. (laughs) I'm I'm living up to the hype right now. Right now, yes, yes. No no, no joke. Uh, So we are uh, gathered here today to speak about... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Some fun things. <laughs> you are gathered here today to celebrate another episode of Uncle like, Dad Talks. We could do we could do it like Prince. We are gathered, dearly beloved. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, no, we are here uh, continuing our month of horror related, Halloween related episodes, and uh, we've got a very special guest coming on with a hit TV show. Uh, he's a New York Times bestselling author, Emmy winner. You name it, he's done it. But before we dive into that, we got to talk about our sponsor. Now, this particular sponsor ad is actually going to be a pitch for me and Mike because we are partnering with Clandestine Brewing in San Jose, California, and hosting our very first ever, our first annual, if you want to call it, Uncle Dad's Halloween Bash. Uh, What's really great about this is that we are hosting a full-on Halloween celebration on October 21st from 6 to 11 in San Jose, California at the Clandestine Brewing, the people who helped sponsor the show and helped us produce that amazing beer. Uh, Not only will we be doing it there, but we are also going to be having a costume contest, which will have two prizes, grand prize of a $100 gift card to the bar, and second prize will be a $50 gift card to the bar. Either way, win-win if you ask me. It doesn't cost anything. You come on down, it's free. And not only are we doing even that, we will have our dear friend Tian Bukuwan DJing, of course. But the big, the big secret that we're going to reveal is that we have a celebrity guest that's going to be there, and that celebrity guest is who, Mike? The scary scream guy. <laughs> the scary scream guy, indeed. Yes, he's talking about Mike Vaughn. We hit it off with him, and we wanted him to come back and celebrate with us. And what better way to kick off our first ever Halloween event with a the voice of the 2015 uh, Scream? He plays uh, Ghostface or the voice. Uh, he'll be there. We're gonna do some uh, our very first like live show for real. Uh, me and Mike talked about an idea, which I think is gonna be a lot of fun when people get to see it. And the best part is, really, you get all this access to all that plus a little bit of a merch. We're gonna have there for free, no cost. Just come on down, buy some beers, listen to some good music, meet a celebrity. What do you think? Sounds like a good time to me. I mean, I'd go to something like that, even if I wasn't I mean, yeah. helping throw it. <laughs> exactly. Um, Mike, uh, just tell me, how excited are you for this event? Well, uh, I mean, first of all, I'm excited anytime I get to hear Buku play because his tunes are super dope. Um, when I was younger, really into horror, Scream, the Scream movies were always one of my favorite franchises. I mean, anytime we can throw a party at a brewery, sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and the folks at Clandestine and, and the beers they have always taste so good. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's great. And uh, 
And what better time to get together than Halloween? Dress up if you want. I might dress up. Will you dress up? Oh, I'm dressing up for sure. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I mean, you already know the answer, but the audience doesn't. But I'll tell you this, everybody. It's my my costume is going to be a pun. <laughs> a pun. Yeah. Yes. Very very punny. Puns never get old. <laughs> they never get old. They really don't. They we really get old. Do not. We get old, but the puns don't. Right. They don't. No. They don't. I 100% agree with that. Uh, yeah. So October 21st, clandestine brewing at uh, in San Jose, California. Come check it out. 6 to 11, free. Uh, we're going to have merch for sale, autographs for sale from Mike Vaughn. Very affordable pricing. We're going to do giveaways for some, uh, some of his autographs too. So please, please, please come check us out. Uh, clandestine brewing, October 21st. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Mike. Uh, when I brought up this uh, person to come on the show, I know that you weren't too familiar with their work, but when I sh- told you about the show, didn't it just remind you of Saturday morning cartoons, but a little bit more sophisticated? Yeah. I mean, actually, when I heard the name and uh, it, it made me think of like a, I don't know, like a, like, like a TV show almost, like a kids in the hall thing. But then, you know, when I actually watched the cartoon, yeah, it totally has a vibe of Saturday morning cartoons that we used to watch, or I used to watch. I mean, maybe they were different when you watched, but it has that feel for sure. (laughs) I mean, I watch Saturday morning cartoons too. (laughs) I'm not that old or the young. (laughs) Do they even have Saturday morning cartoons anymore? No, no, they really don't. I mean, I guess, I guess they would. Well, I mean, what brings us to our point, if you think about it, this show isn't even on Saturday morning. It's on Netflix. (laughs) And you go watch it on Saturday morning. (laughs) exactly get your cereal watch it on saturday morning and have a great time Uh but uh before you know as we talk about all that we need to discuss who we're talking about now i don't i'm gonna be honest with you i'm worried that i'm gonna say the last name wrong but i think it's brailier brailier what do you think brailier yeah that sounds about right uh max brailier uh the curator of the last kids on earth uh he is the creator writer and author of uh the this acclaimed book series this book series is a new york Times best-selling series uh the show itself is on netflix exclusively and that show has actually won a daytime emmy so yeah it's exciting to have somebody uh, of his caliber on the show and i feel like netflix seems to like us because we get a lot of work for netflix so i'll take that right <laughs> yeah you know and and i pay for netflix uh subscription every month so you know, we're, we're, we're helping each other out. I, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That little, that little, that little help because they need the money. I know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, my, my contribution is very important. So let's keep it. Let's keep it. <laughs> we'll keep it going. In, in, to keep it going. Indeed. Uh, but yes. I'm very excited to speak to Max, uh, talk about his career, talk about his books. He just released a new book. So we'll talk about that as well. And that new book is for the, the current last kids on the earth series. And additionally, he also wrote some movies and, you know, it's just exciting to talk to anybody who's a fan of Halloween horror and, uh, you know, just good storytelling. And I also think given his past writing history, I think we all have a lot in common. I think you and him might have a lot in common with different or it's the same type of sense of humor. So let's uh, get into it. Without further ado, we'll be right back and we will speak to Max Brailier, the creator and author of Last Kids on Earth. You heard it first here. Show did. Tion Buku one, aka Mr. Generous, live and direct. All right, everybody. Uh, Uncle Dad is back with Mike. Mike, say hello. Hello, hello, hello. And we're here with. Now we are. 
Oh, tell me who we're with. We're here. <laughs> You're excited. Well, tell me. We're, I'm excited. And and uh, our guest, Max, uh, one of the things Uncle Dad is always uh, have, has anxiety about is pronouncing people's last names incorrectly. And I think he, I, I helped him and I think we got it right. But So I'm going to say it for a change so I can let him relax a little bit. So the last name is Brallier. Yeah, pretty much. I think so. I don't really know yeah. anymore. Uh, I, I, I say Brallier. Is that what you said? I think so. I said Brallier. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think some people, some people say Brallier, um, Brailler. It's never spelled right. It's never, ever. I don't care about the pronunciation. Um, I don't like the spelling anymore either, but sometimes the spelling thing annoys me. But um, yeah, I don't, I, it's never, I don't, I, don't even, I don't even know how to pronounce it right. So. <laughs> It's what's what's the origin of that last name? Um, <laughs> it is uh, thought up by someone who wants to drive people nuts. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's French, I think it's uh, it's yeah, it's French, um, like French Canadian. But I don't know if that's like a different board name origin or not than front, regular French. I, I like that you know that because for sure, if people would ask me that, I would not be able to answer that question. So yeah, big <laughs> up to you for knowing that. Yeah, that, that's why I think it's like Brownier is like the fancy way to do it. Mm. See, that's why Mike knew it because Mike's actually from uh, New Orleans. So oh, there you go. That yeah, yeah, that, that you know? makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's why. Uh, yes. mm. Clearly, indeed, yes. Uh, so Max, uh, I decided to talk to you about you know your career and uh, talk about the last kids on Earth and and whatnot. But I got to ask before we kind of like dive into all that, uh, <laughs> just just because I'm not just very curious because it became a a cartoon show. Uh, what is your favorite Saturday morning cartoon of all time? Ooh, uh, G.I. Joe, definitely. Ah. Yeah, G.I. Joe uh, first and then probably Transformers. Um, those are the two that like I and, and, and Mario Super Show. Those are the ones that I would, like watch in the mornings, and yeah, those are like the ones that run downstairs and be like, and like I would watch. GI Joe was on like every morning, wherever I remember. I grew up in Pittsburgh for a bit, and I would watch like before school sometimes. So I don't know what channel it was on. It was on like every morning, but I was like watching it before school too. That uh, that Mario Super Show was so fun. I was such a fan of that too. Such good so stuff. Good. Yes, and um, and and like what was it? it was a Captain N right? The one where they like he, yes, I used yes, to I used to like yes. tie my controller around my belt like, my, like that and like run around with the gun. Does, does Zaffron do that? Um, I love that. And Zelda show I was into that doesn't hold up that well. Um, some do, some shows not, do. No. Like GI Joe and Transformers hold up awesome. Um, like the GI Joe movie is so good still. Um, but I watched the Zelda collection recently. It's not hold up. I think it's interesting that you bring the Zelda cartoon because I just recently played the uh, Zelda CDI games. You ever play those? No, I remembered those. Don't. though. I remember. I remember <laughs> that they existed and being like, "What are yeah. these?" They're horrible. Don't don't they don't. I mean, they hold up in the worst way possible. But like, yeah, if you get the chance, just go to YouTube and watch the CDI cutscenes okay. because they are ridiculous. I never even played Absolutely Zelda ridiculous. two, the side scrolling one. I never played that. I, I tried to when I was a kid, but I never actually got into. It. I never played it. Uh, yeah. Wow. Mike, you're not the only one. I mean, I like the Nintendo. <laughs> I like to watch the, the cartoons and eat the Nintendo cereal with the, they have the two bags on one side was Mario and the other bag was Zelda. 
Does anyone else remember that? Or is that just me? I don't remember that. That's awesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I've never seen that before, so I, I only heard of it. Yeah, it was no, like my, the Nintendo cereal. Like, like the healthy cereals. I mean, they, they always wanted us to eat the, like, like relatively healthy cereals. If they're not like too ridiculous like that, they're like, no-go. Like Frosted Flakes, I can do it, but not like double Mario Zelda cereal. Okay. Yeah. Well, clearly <laughs> your parents much. are better than mine. That's too much yes. power. <laughs> uh yeah so let's uh, I, I didn't mean to derail right there but i just uh i just i like learning about people and like they're they're you know especially when you're growing up with like you know saturday morning cartoons was such a big part of our life growing up you know especially for a certain uh you know age group and I, you know me and mike were actually just talking about that how that that world of saturday morning cartoons is kind of all over now and like you know for your show it's it's on Netflix, you know, like right. I guess the only way you can get that experience is that you have to watch it on your will Saturday in morning. Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. You know, uh, and I don't know. I just it's just it's just it's just fascinating that the world has changed in that, in that aspect. So I think about this um, stuff all the time. Anyways, no, no, I I, do I don't uh, <laughs> I don't like the like the binge model particularly. Like I like just with stuff that I watch. Like I miss. Um, like everybody being in the same, you know, some people were catching up or something, but like, like I remember watching like Battlestar Galactica, like the, you know, like the, like the new Battlestar Galactica, like 10, what, I don't know, 10 years ago now, 15 years ago now. Um, right. And like yeah. coming into work and like, and like seeing my friends and being like, last night was crazy, you know, and you're all on the same thing. Like, I love that. I think that's what makes like that stuff fun. That's like one of the things that makes TV like, uh, that's what like makes that's a, like one of the things that makes like TV and movies a different beast is that, um, and it's I, I even like from the very beginning like when House of Cards launched I was like eh, like mm, I don't know like call somebody like which one do you want like I don't know I forget this just happened and it's like not the same I don't know I like I like the I don't I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it just as a consumer the streaming thing. You know, what's funny, man, is that I was talking about that with a friend of mine recently, and it's so true because it's like, do you remember the world of uh, Rankin and Bass, right? Yeah, yeah. old. Yeah, it's like when that came on, you had to wait an entire year yeah. to hopefully watch it on television. And now it's like that magic's gone. You know, it's not the same thing. It's too easy just to be like, here it is. Wait, when you have like, uh, like not free, but, you know, free access to like everything basically takes away a lot of that what makes it special. Like I remember waiting. It's not, I don't watch Christmas movies like outside of Christmas time, but like I remember waiting for like Christmas story to come on knowing like that was the only time I could watch it for 24 hours. And that was it. Then I had to wait a whole year. Yep, yeah. And, <laughs> 24 like, hours. Yep. I'm not going to be watching it in, you know, in August anyways now, but like I could, and there's some reason in the back of my mind that like changes it. I don't know. Um, and that's even before just like recently with everything where now it's like, everything's like so much is like straight to streaming and stuff. Like I, I was, I texted my friend. I was like, "We should, you guys, you want to go to see New Predator?" And like, I didn't even know that it was. And I was super embarrassed. I didn't. I was like, "Oh wait, never mind. It's just on Hulu." Like, I didn't realize. As like, I said, oh, it was a New Predator movie. I assumed it would be, you know. Uh, you would think so, but it's not. No. Yeah, everything's like. Well, I guess. Do you want to come over? That's 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 the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> same. Yeah, I remember. Mike, do you have a thought? Also, like, you know, speaking of Saturday morning cartoons. None of your friends were out playing yet until, I don't know, 11 or 12 when the cartoons were over. And then everyone's out on the street and then you're talking about what happened in the cartoon because we're all sitting there watching it together. So even yep. far as far back then, I remember having that kind of same situation you're talking about. 
you're playing out like the thing that you just saw and like making it your own and and like oh man like I guess they they probably still do these but like like I I love the commercials with like the kids like the kids like playing like in like the little like desert setup and stuff in their backyard and like, yeah. make it at your yeah. own and like it looks so fun like I don't know, I like that stuff like I like the commercials. I love I love this I love this conversation just retro talk. Let's talk about our past our past life. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's talk about Last Kids on Earth because I know that's what everybody wants to learn about. Uh, Last Kids on Earth has been a mega hit. Uh, I have to ask you, like, what? Why do you think uh, over ten million readers have been into your series? Oh man, um, I don't know. I I think. Uh, I, I when I sat down to when I and I started sort of the first sort of had the idea for it and I started to sit down and write it. Um, I was really trying to write the what the book the series that I would have wanted to that I would have liked to have read when I was a kid, um, and just like writing it for myself too. Like I would want to, I would still enjoy it now, hopefully. Um, and so I think that that's some part of it is that. I feel like I tend to generally be, I don't know, like the stuff that I like is like, I'm not super into like weird avant-garde stuff. Like I like what people like a lot, you know? Um, and so I tried to write something that, that I would have liked. And um, I think, I don't know, it, I think it, it, it had a certain, or it has a certain um, sort of, I don't know, um, mass appeal um and i think also like it's, it's it first started to uh if the, the first book started to really feel like it was working a little bit with with kids when it ended up in um in book fairs and kids were able to you know so when you're like at a, at a school book fair it's like your parents gave you the money already and you have in your pot to go like pick out whatever book you want it's really up to there's like a, a lot of uh the kids have the sort of the, the power to make that choice of what they want. And um, that seemed to be, I remember like when that first book fair season happened that um, it really felt like people were starting to read it. And um, so I think there's something to, I, I don't know if it's partly the, the cover art the concept, um, just the, the whole package that, that kids like when, when, you, when you let a kid, be like, okay, you pick from the shelf whatever you want. Um, a couple of kids end up being gravi- gravi- uh, end up gravitating towards that one. You know, I remember book fair days at school. You know, we talk about you know our yesteryears. <laughs> Those were so fun in elementary school. Best. Those were like the best days when you go into the whatever classroom it was, and it's all converted into the book fair. Um, did you? Oh, it's oh, it the yeah. absolute best. Like, dude, I spent. Le- a little bit less now because a lot of it's gone virtual and um but i spent like at least six weeks out of every year doing like touring and going to book fair to scholastic book fairs whoa um from like i don't know um 2014 2019 maybe and like just so cool like going back and seeing them and like it's the same thing. Like it's so like it smell like it smells the same. Like it looks the same. <laughs> um, it's like you know some of them. 
every once in a while, a school like doesn't want like any of the toys or the posters or anything, and they like request not to have that stuff. Like no keychains, no like funky pens, no posters, no no like no like Lamborghinis. Um, but like, <laughs> but when the, like, the ones they do have it, yes. it's like great. It's like it's the same thing. Um, yeah, oh, man, Fair's the best. Really, but seriously, it's just the absolute best. I, I remember uh, I loved the book fair for. Every every year for the reason of that I could buy new science kits. Yeah, remember that they would have kits that Still you would do. just like. Do they? Oh my god! You just make dumb shit. It was amazing. <laughs> Dude, it's just, it's such a funny thing too. Like, like you see like on Instagram or whatever. Like people talk about like, I wish I you know I want to go back. I'm paying taxes right now. I want to go back to being like 12 and that feeling of going to the book fair. And it's like it's so hard. Like you always hear like trying to get kids to read and like pay more attention to reading. And there's something about the book fair that like every kid loved and like i wish there was some way to like make that translate all the time i don't know it's weird um but yeah man book fairs are great I love did them. you know when you were when you were when you were building up to become a writer was it your goal to become um a, a children's book or a kid's book writer or did it just kind of organically go that way for you I, no it wasn't at all um that was totally organic um I had started, I mean, I wanted to write like, kind of like, trying like, uh, the, the, well, first I wanted to write movies. Um, and so I started to, so I, um, when I, I went to film school and I graduated, I, um, was a production assistant on the Sopranos and Fear Fact, a couple other things. And, um, I was like, I thought that would be like a path to like writing those things. Um, and then writing movies, but like, it wasn't at all. I was just like, you know, standing on a corner in New York city, telling people to like, not, you know, can't cross the street right now because we're shooting something and everybody's yelling at me. Um, and it wasn't like, there was no, like, I saw no connection towards like the creative side of it. Um, and so I took an internship in book publishing and then I was just writing about this for something. And then, um, the person I was interning for like quit. I've been and so I got her job. They offered me her job. I was like, I had been there for like a month, and I was like, okay. Um, and so I started working in book publishing. I was awful at my job, uh, and like, but I started to read like way more than I had read because like there was just every, like every around the office was like piles of books you could just take, and so I started to just like read all the time, um, and a couple of things I would read, I'd be like, man, I wonder. I think I. I could do this. Like, and I had never really been like serious about writing, um, like that sort of, like just like in that, even like, I want to write like screenplays. Um, but I took a short story class in college. I really liked and I was like, I knew I liked writing short stories, but the idea of writing something big never seemed like never really clicked with me. Um, but then I started to mess around with it and I was really enjoying it. And, um, but I didn't really have, I didn't know like what to write about. Everything I would try to write was like, pretty bad i was trying to write like book versions of like you know like john carpenter movies and stuff stuff that i liked like that and then um and then i so i would go around to people that i worked with and i would ask them like do you have it you have a you working on anything that you need help with basically um trying to pay my rent in new york and i started to write um cartoon network um like activity books and the sticker books, they would give me these little like work for hire assignments. Um, and so I got to, I had to watch like a bunch of cartoons for the first time, like since I was younger, um, like Adventure Time, the Steven Universe, like really good shows. 
And then uh, I, nice. I had to write like these journal guides like that. And I found myself really enjoying the that voice. And I was like, I wonder if I could do that. And I, and I think that like the way that I always, I still kind of feel like I think like a kid and, um, and I, and I realized that a little bit and that's when I started to try to write for kids. Um, but even then when I did, I was basically trying to write like, you know, like a big action adventure sort of PG 13 R thing, but like make it for kids in a way as opposed to like the other way around. Yeah, I just I, I think it's exciting, uh, you know, when you read when you look at your book and you read your book because you can see, you can almost feel the journey of it uh, in, in the story, right, of your writing. And what I'm interested in is is a lot of that, a lot of the characters and a lot of you know the obviously I know it's not the same thing, but you think there's a lot of it taken from your real life in the book? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's why I think I like I had written some other stuff first, but none of it that I really felt that I like super loved or was like really like crazy proud of or anything. Um, and it, well, not much. Most of it was like active, those activity books and stuff. And, like say, like a trivia book, like a sports trivia book, like random sort of like, almost like I used to read a, a ton of those uncle John bathroom readers when I was a kid. I loved those. And so like, I was trying to like sort of do stuff almost like that, but like the internet, like I sort of like phased that out. Uh, but when I first started writing less kids, it was sort of like on a whim like, I was just like, okay, let's, I, I, like, I'm going to, I have a, this, like, idea, and I'm going to start just typing, as opposed to, like, now I'm, like, always outlining and stuff like that, and, like, spend all this time trying to figure the story out first, so they don't, so that I can meet my deadlines, so I'm not wasting time, like, writing stuff I'm not going to use. I started, like, typing, and, uh, the voice of Jack, um, the main character, he, he came, it was, like, supernatural, not supernatural, but, like, very natural. <laughs> Jack's ghost voice was super, na- um, but it came really like, I was like, oh, this is just like me talking, but like typing. And I was like, oh, like, I, this is fun. And like, I really like felt, it just felt right in a way that like, I've, I've been trying to write like this military military thriller. It was like so bad. And I had no idea what I was talking about. Like, I didn't know. I was like, Googling pictures of like, tanks and being like what, what do you call a tank like in like you know just like and i had no idea um and and then when i started writing last kid though i was just like oh this is like this is coming like really naturally and it's just like fun to write and then i started writing him and his best friend uh quint together and i was just like man they're just talking like me and my friends did like and do still and so yeah a lot of it um Obviously, the setting's a little bit different, um, and, and Jack's a, um, a foster child, so he doesn't have like a sort of like a like a family, um, which is basically because I just didn't want to deal with the story. Would have been would, like he did have a family at one point, but the story was really depressing and like sad and not that fun. Yeah, like you know, there's, that's, I think there's a reason there's so many like you know, Roald Dahl, Harry Potter, everything like they just like give them like lousy step parents or just like get rid of parents altogether because like you want the kid. So you want to watch the kid just like be a kid. Um, you don't want to be like checking with their parents all the time. Uh, so yeah, that it, that was just like sort of me um, and like my friends talking. And like I had a treehouse in my backyard when I was a kid. It was like a, like a not like a crazy fancy thing at all. Um, and like then that became the big tree fortress in the book. And like there's a lot of stuff that's like taken from um, like the comic book stores, the same names as the comic book store I went through growing up. Um, 
so yeah, it's like a lot of that stuff that the town is named after the town, one town over from me it had a better name for a book, uh, for like a, a fictional town. Um, yeah, yeah. It was like very much taken from my childhood friends and my, my current friends still today. That's really fun to like, when, when you write something and you're not writing it for someone or something or like trying to think of what people want to read, right? When you just come from within and write from that place, it probably flows out of you much better, but it also reads and comes across to everyone else much better because it's just, there's this word again, organically coming out of you in the way, in, in like this natural flow state, right? Absolutely. So that, like, that's what I was trying to do before is like, I was like writing for other people because like I was trying to make a living writing. Like I was, I was always very, um, like I always treat it like a job, but you know, it's not like I'm going to sit around and wait to get like, you know, to get like, uh, you know, sort of like my creativity, like catch fire and then I'll start writing. I, I would like, I was like diligent about like coming home from work and like I go up to the rooftop, um, in my apartment building and I would sit and I would write, um, but like, I was also treating it like a job in a in a in a, in a not great way, where I was like trying to make a like trying to write what I thought people wanted to read, um, and part of that came from like because I was working in book publishing, I was seeing and I was like working with um, a lot of like really successful authors, and I would see like for my job for like two years, part of it was to like. So it sounds so old fashioned. I can't believe it was how we did it, but like I would get authors checks and I would like this big sheet of checks and I have to like tear them apart and put them in an envelope and mail them out. And like, I would see how much these authors were making. And I was like, I, okay, this dude is writing the military thrillers. That was like a $700,000 check he just got for like six months of work or six months of like Damn. just royalties. I was like, I'm gonna try to write that. And then it was like, Oh wait, now I'm gonna try to write, like I tried to write like a YA, like a, like a twilight type thing that was so bad. So, so, so bad. Um, uh, it was like twilight cross with, um, sweet Valley high. It was awful. Um, sugar <laughs> Valley. That sounds awesome. Sugar Valley vamps. It was called. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, so I was trying to do that. Like I was trying to write for like, for, yeah, for other, what, what I thought people wanted. Um, and I was, wasn't really good at it. Like that wasn't what, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I still would like to write. And there's like voices that I'd like to, to play with and use. Um, but I wasn't even doing those. I was doing what like was really mainstream. And I thought would like may, help me like, you know, oh, like I could buy an apartment someday if I did this. And it was just like not, not a recipe for success at all. It was just a way to like write badly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I when when you when you I was reading something about and maybe it was on your website about how uh, when you go to the, to the schools and you talk to kids, uh, sometimes you share with them uh, like what you have for for inspiration when you write, um, and some of that is your toys and collectibles. And so I was wondering, you know, when you're sitting there writing, as if you're writing, you know, the book that you're coming from yourself from. Do you sit in the studio too with uh with like the stuff that you collect and look to it in for inspiration? And if you do, what what are some of those items that you've got? Um, it's, it's weird. Like, so I I I, I do, 
but I also like it's it, it, sometimes it's like a it's like a negative where it's like I, I it's like a super easy way to like to avoid when I get like stumped on something or I'm like at like a like a like a scene I can't figure out. It's like I will like spend three hours like rearranging my shelves of toys <laughs> and stuff. Um, it's like such an easy thing to do. You know, like if my yeah. if my office is like really clean, I'm like that means I'm way behind on something. Um, like everything's organized all nicely. Um, yeah, I have like like lots of um, lots of vintage Star Wars toys, like lots like the you know, the original nice. stuff. Um, like I like. Do uh, you have the Holy Grail? Oh, it's the Holy Grail. The uh, the prototype the prototype Boba Fett. Oh no, that's the most, that's the most expensive one, right? But the is it was it is it a different color helmet or something, right? What is, what is it? It's di- it's different everything because it was uh, they never released it because a kid choked on it. No remember. kidding. Like some I kid didn't know choked that. on it. I like vaguely rings a bell, yes. but no, no, no. What is that worth? Do you know? Yeah, that's it's. Oh my god! If you have like a pristine edition one, you're talking like over a quarter mil, probably. Oh, Definitely don't have like, that. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I don't even have anything that's in the package still, really. Like, um, except for like I, I like um, I like the like bootleg toys, the ones where they they like take different things and like mash them together and stuff. Yes, like I like um, like trying to think of ones that I have like uh, like Robert Cup. What's that? Yeah, like all that stuff. I love those. Um, <laughs> so those are keeping the package. Like the package is like part of it, part of it. Um, but like yeah, like I have them was all like like set out like like back to like that talking about playing with your like. The, uh, the old commercials of kids playing with toys. I have them all like set up and stuff. Um, I said, yeah, some, some like cool. I recently I was like um, getting like cool, like some like cool GI Joes, uh, the, like the uh, the vehicles, and then trying to hang it from the ceiling, which like didn't really work that well. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to talking hanging from the ceiling. Um, you, you know, it was I I, I watched the cartoon a little bit, but like I liked the. It was it was awesome. Like I don't I remember like not really knowing when it was on, but mask remember mask? Yeah, mask. Oh, yeah. Those those toys yeah. are so sick. They're so good. Um so I had some of those and I'm like rebuying them on eBay sometimes, but like everything went up so much during the pandemic because like everybody all these rich people were sitting around with like they couldn't go on vacation anymore and they you know and, and so they were just like, I'll just guess I'll get really into baseball cards now and like, or, like get really into like toys and like everything like, doubled in price. Um my favorite thing is I have um, uh, it's a candle um, of the bad guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark, the melting face, and I haven't lit it yet because I don't want to. But when you light that's the, awesome. When you light the candle, it melts and like underneath it's red and everything. Um, it's so cool. Um, oh. But I so I've only seen photos of what it looks like when when you light it. But I I only found this one, and so I don't want to light it. But yeah. yeah, don't light that no. I know, but I want to see what it looks like. I want to see the bleeding face. That's slightly terrifying. Um, oh, that sounds awesome. In the, in the, in the, the Ghostbusters Proton Pack, that yes. my parents gave away at some point. I got a yard mm-hmm. sale, so I went and I re-got it with the box and everything. Um, and my daughter was running around playing with it. I got a photo. It was like, great. It was, it was so cool. She's shooting it. It's, like, it's so fun. Those uh those extreme Ghostbuster toys are probably some of the best toys I think. Oh, ever like the made. heads popping off in the mouth, the jaw drops. Yes. yes, so good. Yes. I, oh wait, you know what? I got to re. I have to re. That was my number one Saturday morning cartoon. Actually, it was the real Ghostbusters. That like that yeah. was actually the like the one where like me I had, like me I had like three friends in kindergarten and we were all like we would all play it. We were all different characters and like we were my my. Sixth birthday, right? It was like '89. Ghostbusters two, I think. It was like a Ghostbusters two. We all went to the movies together, the families, and like 
uh, yeah, that that was my number one. I'm with you, man. It's like nine I, seasons of that show. I love that cartoon so much. We didn't have a VCR back then, so I would take a like a little audio tape recorder and I would set it next to the speaker of the big wooden TV that we had on the floor, and I would record the audio of the cartoon episodes, and then I'd listen back to them later. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, I, I had a friend who used to oh. do that with. He had a talk boy from when. Um, Home Alone 2 came out and he would record like movie quotes and he would bring them into school to play for people. It's like, he thought that was like a cool thing that you get. And it was like, I thought it was cool, but like, it was not like a cool thing. Um, it was great. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> cool in certain crowds for sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. A very in this crowd, it's great. Crowd. <laughs> yeah, we like that. Uh, anyway, we dig it. Uh, Max, uh, now, you know, with, with your success with that book, you have, a, you have a new book that just came out in the series, correct? Yes. Yeah, uh, Forbidden yes, Fortress is um, book eight in the series. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's sort of the, the, the number on the side says eight, but it's really more like 11 because we did like three books that weren't numbered. They were like sort of... Uh, standalones, right? Like, yeah, like like um, standalones, like side quests sort of things. But then he went back and renumbered two of them because like they were sort of like... Inter- so they have like, like, it's like number uh, five and a half and seven and a half because they are like the same length and the same, um, you know, same everything. It's just, they, they don't, it's just Jack's not the main character. It's not his voice. Um, we didn't know them in the first place. Cause I was really scared that, um, the kids would be like, wait a second. I, I thought this was like the next, I thought like I was going to, you know, I thought it was going to be like the character, all the characters that I like, but it's just one of them. And they'd be disappointed. Um, but I ended up sort of shooting myself in the foot. Cause then like didn't get numbered. And so if you ever go, I'm like, you know, go on Amazon or any other sort of place like it's not listed in the proper order. Those two are always out of order. So this new book that just came out, uh, what's, uh, I, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, if I'm honest with you, uh, but I'm working on it. Uh, what has been the reception of it so far? Are people excited for it? Are they, yeah. the, are we, are, is nine now in the works? What's, nine, what's going nine, on yeah, with that? I'm, I'm currently uh, already behind on nine. Um, always <laughs> already behind. behind. <laughs> So your, so your office must be very organized right now, then, right? Yeah, no, that's it's it's, it's so bad that it's not organized and I'm behind. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm behind on nine, um, but the book eight, the um, so far the reception's been really good. Um, this is the second one now, um, sort of quote unquote like post pandemic. I got to go back out and tour in person again. Like I did, um, let's say I think I did. Um, three two or three books um where i wasn't able to go out and, and, and tour it all and, and get to talk to kids and talk to readers and go to bookstores and stuff um so it's really really nice to go out there and do that again um and and so far the reception has been awesome this one is the one i think that i'm it's like almost in some ways it's like the hardest sell out of all of them because it's like i was pretty much like i want to write like the dirty dozen but i want to do it but but I don't, I don't know. I never get a chance to do that. So I'm going to do it with the last kids on earth. Um, and so it's, it's them um, sort of like training to go and blow up the, the big bad guys fortress and sneak inside and, and, and destroy it. Um, so it's very much like a, like a men on a mission, uh, old war movie, like guns and everyone's type thing. Um, but, uh, but it's been good. So the reception so far has been, has been really good. And um, yeah. You, uh, I, I was going to say, uh, Max, so some of the stuff that, that you, uh, 
have read, I, you know, reading about you, I saw that you read and are a fan of the Bart Simpson's Guide to Life, which then you also wrote these, these books in the past, like uh, Reasons to Smoke and Reasons to Drink, which I assume are, are very yes. much like that, that Bart Simpson Guide to Life, which is very sarcastic humor. Is it, is it difficult for you writing stuff for children's, you know, cartoons and children's books to not put that kind of edgy, sarcastic, more adult humor in there? Or are you able to really separate those two? Um, I'm not like I try to I try to make sure that like most of the time, at least I don't not always successful, but like that the jokes that are in there are like pretty much for me in a way like I that I would be laughing at. them. You know, I found like there's a couple of times, like, especially early on in, the, in Last Kids on Earth, where I would like write stuff that like felt very much felt like I was like trying to write for kids about like, you know, this is a reference that I think kids you know, we'll, we'll be into right now or something, or that like, I think that they'll laugh at. And like, it, those are the ones that like, I look, I look back and be like, that's I'm like, that doesn't, it's not funny. It doesn't really work. It doesn't sound right. It's like some like old dude writing about like pogs are awesome. Um, and, <laughs> and so like, I, I really try to just write stuff that I think it, I'm, that, that does make me laugh. And I think that like, hopefully will then also make kids laugh. Like the the best example is um in book what is it book five book five I think um there's a whole extended thing about the kids are gonna play this um sort of like real life um real life sort of like Fortnite type game um like on the streets of their hometown um with like their monster buddies and they have like these like Nerf cannons and all this stuff um. Cause like, cause there's a bunch of like bad stuff going on to one of the characters and they're trying to like lift his spirits. And so, um, and, and they're trying to convince all these other, uh, kind of like the, 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 the good guy monsters are sort of like almost like cartoonish Viking char- characters. Um, and they're trying to convince them to play and they're like, and they're like, you know, what are the rewards? Do we get, you know, a severed head or what do we you know what to get? And, they, and they get, uh, they promise them a copy of Tremors two on VHS. And it's just like whole repeated, <laughs> and they're like, and then and like the monsters all start chanting like Tremors two, Tremors two. I think one of the monsters like Kevin Bacon's even in that one. It's just Fred Ward, and like it's a whole like. Extent. And I'm like, and my editor was like, I think I don't think any kid is going to get this. And like she was like, maybe change. And I was like, but I really, really, really like it, and it really makes me laugh. Um, so I try to, I, I try to keep that stuff in in there. Um, yeah. It, yeah. it makes it genuinely you, and you're like, just let me have this little piece, please, right? Like, yeah, and, I'll, and I and I give on some for sure. Like it, it, sometimes I, I think I get too, you know, it'll be too much. Um, but yeah, I, I, I and I'll also I think a lot of the humor and stuff, um, it really it comes, you know, when it's successful. Um, it's like it's the dialogue. It's sort of the kids back and forth messing with each other, like. Um, I've said this before to people, but like, I think when I, whenever I think about like what I'm trying to like achieve in a way, um, it's like, it's the, it's the finale of Ghostbusters where they're on the rooftop and like the whole world's at stake and then Ray screws up and they're just yelling, you know, Ray and like, they're arguing about it and like, <laughs> and that, that's like, that's like my favorite of any sort of like, you know, the stakes are as high as possible 
and these friends are still like busting each other's balls. And like, I love that. Like, and that's the type of stuff that I like to write. Um, so, and I think that's where a lot of the humor comes from. And that is sort of, like, you can write that same thing sort of for any age for the most part, just here to change a couple words here and there. Um, yeah. When you were, when you and your kids were, were playing Ghostbusters, were you Ray? Um, I was Ray actually. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could see it. Until I was totally right. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I have this book that I, I want to send you that I wrote. It's a comic with, with also like the, like the comic with, that you have with the black and white illustrations inside, uh, called Captain Abel's Guide to Getting Older. I've done several guides and they're very sarcastic. And you're, we're about the same age, so I, I, I want to send you one because I, I feel like you'll, you'll definitely. All right, right. I look forward to it. It's nice. Cool. <laughs> uh, really quickly, I had to touch on t- Tremors real quick. Did you know that it's still running, that franchise? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the last couple. Um, I think I, I, <laughs> I started watching the one like I think they're in Antarctica, right? There's like there's like an ice the one. Last, the, the last, yeah, the last one they're in ice. That's the last one. Okay, I started watching <laughs> it and like I did. It, and it has Napoleon Dynamite, right? <laughs> wait, does it really? I don't think I even realized that. I think I, I think I put it on like in the background. When I was doing something. Um, okay. Yeah, what fair. I want to see is the. I seen that. I think, I think there was a. Tra- I think there was a trailer they did for it, but they shot that whole pilot with Kevin Bacon for the TV series, and like yes. they shot the whole yes. thing, and like I and he said it was really good. Like he said he's like I don't understand like why. You know, it's a shame that no one got to see it. It wasn't like it sucked. Um, yeah. Because, like, of all the ones, like, I would have loved to That's see That's the that. one. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I all like. That's the one. I mean, let's. Because that, that came out, like, oh, I think ahead. that was right around the same time as um, Ash vs. Evil Dead came out, which was, like, so good. Yep. Like, and that's, like, yeah. Like, I was like, I, I was like, here I am, ready to be really disappointed by something again. You know, some sequel, something that I love, some prequel, something I love, it's going to suck. And I. Like that's like now like one of my ten favorite shows of all time, especially the first two seasons, um, are, are so good um, that I would love a Tremors like that. One day, one day, either that or we'll get a video game because that seems to be the new thing too now, right? Is a the, a video game based on these old franchises? Yeah, and you got there's, Texas there's a new Evil Dead game. I don't have it. I got yeah, I, I have it. It's it's incredible. I heard it's really I good. Recommend yeah, it. I have to get that. Yeah, yeah. Do do you play games often still? Yes. Um, not as much as I used to when I, uh, my daughter's five, when I had a kid, it got slashed way back because it's just like between everything, it just gets, the timing is tough. Um, uh, my, my friends right. and I have like a Thursday night kind of on the calendar thing where we try to hop online together and play stuff. Um, and I'm playing, I'm playing Elden Ring right now, which is like that all like a crazy time suck. So like, yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I, I, I literally wow. just spent 15 hours on a boss before I was finally like, okay, I'm going on YouTube. I'd be like, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm too game. old to like, to, <laughs> I, I don't have the time left in life to, to have like the pride of like, I'm not going to look up tips and tricks on how to beat this or something. I was like, I don't care. I'm like, I want to enjoy this. And like, this has literally been like 15 hours in my life. So I put like an audiobook on and like, then I'm like sort of trying to do things at once. And so it's like, oh, great. That's genius. But, um, but yeah, so I, I play, uh, I'm playing Elden Ring right now. And then, um, my buddy and I play Destiny, uh, Destiny Two now a lot. Um, nice, we just nice. got back, back for Blood, which I ha- we haven't played yet, but like we all bought it. We're all like, okay, like I'm texting, like this is the one you got to go out and get it. And, like my one buddy bought it first, and we're all like, never mind, we're not getting it. Like messing with him, he's all mad. Uh, <laughs> and then um, I also have a, uh, I have an Oculus, the the Quest, and like we nice. we were doing that for a while too, but like it just got like it's still like a little bit of a pain in the butt to like get it all like working at the same time and like just like a little bit of like when you 
everybody has kids and you have like an you have like an hour to play. It's like this the, the like the, the launching the, the getting yourself yeah. going time yeah. is like a little bit long. Um, yeah, so I I don't play like the the range of games. It used to be like every new game that was coming out, like I was like you know, pretty much sure. getting it, and beating it. But now it's like got to pick and choose. Well, if you're into VR, I have I, we know somebody here who has their own VR game, isn't that right, Mike? It's a game. Yes, it's a it's part of the Captain Ahol's Guide to the Older Experience, um, where you can be like a page in the comic. You do it yourself in VR. So I you'll see that when I when I send you a comic, you'll you'll see what I mean. It's it's quite uh, it's quite the experience in the bathroom. All right, I'm looking forward to that. Now I'm really intrigued. Yes, and it's quick and easy. Doesn't take that much time. So we all, you know, we know how that goes. All right, right? time I'm, is everything. I'm super intrigued. So. <laughs> awesome. So as we wrap up here, Max, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Uh, thank you again for taking the time. I, okay. I do have to ask you, where can our audience learn more about you and your books and your TV show? Um, uh, MaxBrowlier.com, which I, I keep like sort of up to date and like not great at it, but I'm decent at it. Uh, and it's the last name is. It's M-A-X-B-R-A-L-L-I-E-R. Um, and then um, lastkidsonearth.com, we keep pretty updated. And um, on Instagram, I am Max Loves Pants. Max underscore loves underscore pants. Because it's you never wear shorts. shorts. You love- it's my instant messenger. And I do. I only wear shorts now, too. It's really? so funny. I only wear shorts. <laughs> That's even better. I know. That's even better. It's because like, I, I love Letterman. Uh, I used to watch a lot of Letterman. And like I thought, I just like the word pants is so funny. And like when his, I, when I found out his company was named Worldwide Pants, I just like died laughing. And like something about that word just cracks me up. So I, I love the word pants more than I like actually wearing pants. Um, yeah. But nice little pants. Well, and one last, oh, I was saying, you, you're so, you know, I, I love, I love the humor and, and you're also very humble. I mean, you're, you're, the rights have been sold to your, to your book in like over 10 countries, right? Like it's, it's hugely popular. So a, I, I yeah, also a bunch appreciate of countries, um, which is very cool humble. like that. That's one of the, that's one of the, 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 one of the coolest things is when they come in, uh, they get copies in the mail, like you never know when it's going to happen or whatever from like, um, just like all their, like, you know, uh, we just got like the, uh, I think an Israeli edition. Um, and, um, those are, it's, it, that's super cool to see. It's like, it's like sort of like, wow, it's crazy. It's like around the world. Like people are going to bookstores and like, I've never, I, I, you know, I don't travel that much. Like I've never, it'd be cool to go. I've never gone to like a bookstore in another country and look for it. You know, um, that would be pretty cool to do. Um, in, in, in France, it's the t- they, they changed the title and it's, uh, the way chance it says the um is it the most handsomest kids of the apocalypse something oh. like that yeah yeah <laughs> that was, I, mean, I like that that's they're drawn well i think so yeah yeah they're, 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 they're pretty good. they're yeah. sure handsome bunch. Strong jawline. Yeah. <laughs> june's a handsome lady yeah um so uh max uh one question we're trying to bring back in our show we usually ask this question and i want to ask you as we wrap up is if you could recommend any sort of comic book or book, or in your case, even video game, uh, for our audience to check out. That's your favorite. What would you like them to check out? Something's like not that popular. It sort of makes it um, anything. Anything. Let's see. I just read. Um, what is it called? Uh, so my daughter and I. Sorry, looking lean down here. Look at my bookshelf. Um, my daughter and I just read the 
First Cat in Space Ate Pizza, which is, a, which is a kid's book. It's a graphic novel, and it's like really beautiful and really funny, and the package is awesome. Um, it's like it's a good read for like my kids five, but like I was cracking up at parts of it, you know. Um, that's really good. And then my favorite book series, I think, or like graphic, I guess, comic book series that got turned into like you know trade paperback editions, so it feels like graphic novel now, even though it's comic books. Is um, I grew up with Jeff Smith's Bone series, and I really that was really important. Like, it was like a like a big one to me, um, and uh, it's it's popular, but like I, I think it, it it that was gonna be a Netflix series that just got canceled. I think um, I, I really love the the Bone series, and uh, I feel like I'm probably forgetting something. I mean, I know I'm forgetting a million things, but yeah, those are the ones. I, oh, and I just read um the book that catch me if you can the movie's based on it's like 220 pages oh. it's so good it is so entertaining it is really good yeah good choices mike oh, good choices all good choices um and one thing that's great about last the last kids on earth is it's it's an apocalyptic show but not only is it zombies it's monsters and zombies which i was surprised i, I don't think i've seen monsters and zombies at the end of the world together yet so Kudos to you for bringing the whole gang together very well. Yeah, I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to just, I love zombie stuff. Um, I lived in Pittsburgh for a bit. I used to go to the mall where Dawn of the Dead was filmed. Um, uh-huh. And, uh, but I was already getting like burnt out on zombies when I started writing this series eight years ago now. But I want, I wanted to write like big monster stuff. So it was fun to figure out a way to make it like the zombies beat dangerous but they're also could sometimes be kind of goofy and they're, they're, they're comic relief and then but have like the big sort of the, the kaiju things be like the big crazy ones kind of makes me think of a monster squad oh, oh man i have um i have a, i have a, one of those bootleg toys i have a monster squad one cool good, good. Nice. Uh, nice. I, I would, uh, speaking of graphic novel with monsters and, and, and what you're talking about if you've never read giant killer by Dan Brereton, I highly recommend that. It's a DC. I'm not. Yeah, check it out. Very good. Is it like a Jack the Beast thing? No. Um, no, not at all. Okay. No, it's not. But it's uh, it's about crazy monsters and and kaiju kind of maybe inspired here and there. Uh, brilliantly. Oh, I'll, I'll, that one I'll definitely check out. Yeah, giant killer. Check it out. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Max. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you guys uh, so much. Thank you for. Seriously, man, it's uh, it's it's exciting to see your success and your continued success, and uh, I just really can't wait for the future. For maybe we'll see a Last Kids on Earth live action movie one day. That'd be very yeah? cool. Yeah, we're we're playing around with that. We're seeing if we can get there with it. Um, it'd be very cool. It'd be, it'd be very cool to see happen. Yeah. If if you guys do that, you guys need somebody to die in the background. Me and Mike will do it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> always looking to die. <laughs> we're always looking to die now. That's our new thing. It's a good T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> write that down Mike write that down, write it down right now. <laughs> all right Max thank you so much and thank you everybody for listening and we'll see everybody next week thanks guys thanks so much 